Hello and welcome back to Bourbon and Stuff. This is Carolyn from Bourbon and Stuff, and as always, here is my husband Eve. Hello. That was only the second time I had to say that because yeah, I'm just okay. a little messed up today. English number one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So, we are back and happy and doing good after our wonderful week in Kentucky, and today, on the day of the recording this, we did a barrel pick. At a local distillery. At a local distillery, so shout out to, first and foremost, Todd from Riverside Liquors for arranging this barrel pick and allowing the Jacksonville Bourbon and Whiskey Society to be part of this, and... A wonderful and amazing shout out to Jim and the Manifest team for allowing all of us to be there. It, it genuinely was an amazingly awesome experience, and I think later on we'll actually do a podcast uh, devoted to what went on in that particular pick, um, what we thought of some of the things, and how it all uh, transpired. Yeah. I shared a couple pictures of the barrel pick to my Instagram story, which by the time this comes out, you won't be able to see that. And I do apologize for it. I may upload a few other pictures other than the barrel signing, simply because a lot of first and last names are included on that barrel signing. And I am not comfortable sharing everybody's name that did not consent to a photo like that being posted. Exactly. So, uh, you all know who you were. If you're listening to this, you were there. And we enjoyed meeting and talking to a bunch of you. And um, I'm going to stop babbling. But The only thing I'll add is, um, to those of you who were at the pick with us, Barrel 46, come on. That was I amazing, know. right? I I was so disappointed. <laughs> you know what? It's okay. The one that we got chose, um, it was very unique, if nothing else. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll go back to rambling just for a bit. 46 and 63 were what uh, we... Well, 46 was what Ian and I were hellbent on being our number one. Which is the barrel number. Yeah, the barrel number. And 63 was my personal second and one that I would have really enjoyed. <sighs> but you know what? Um, after having 14 different barrels of whiskey to choose from, um, our palates may be a little bit off tonight. Yeah. And we, once our palates have properly reset... We will actually uh, do a full review of the winning barrel mm -hmm. and go further into everything that happened. Yeah, because the barrel that won uh, was voted as the barrel that won, obviously, and it was not our personal favorites. It had a wonderful nose to it, but we were not so convinced on the palettes. At least in that current moment in time. Yes, but that's okay. It is. We're going to go back to that as the first thing we drink versus the last thing we drink because that was genuinely the last part of the room that we got to. Oh my god, it really was. Yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> I guess with that being said, what are we actually going to taste and review today? We are going to be trying and talking about Larceny Barrel Proof. Which is a barrel-proof expression of their lovely weeded bourbon mash bill product made by Heaven Hill. 
Yes, which is exactly where we purchased this bottle. We got this from Heaven Hill or the Heaven Hill gift shop or the Bourbon Heritage Heritage Center, Center, if that's what you want to call it, for $60. Which is a little bit over retail, but frankly, right now you really can't find this in a lot of places. Exactly. So they had this as well as a couple other things on the shelf, and we went in there for this and a couple other things, and we got what we wanted. Exactly. (laughs) Um, The proof on this particular Barrel proof release is uh, 61.6% ABV or 123.2 proof. Uh, This is batch A120, so the first release of 2020. Yeah, okay. Um, This is technically a non-age stated product, but it does include a blend of six to eight year barrels. Actually, that's written on the back of the bottle. Okay. So So it is technically an age stated of a minimum of six years. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, It is a minimum of six years. The mash bill is uh, 68 corn, 20 wheat, and 12 malted barley. Which is the standard wheated bourbon mash bill made by uh, ooh, ooh. by Heaven Hill. <laughs> this, this ain't no Weller, no, so it's not made not. by Buffalo Trace. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is a brand new release that they just came out with recently. And um, it's apparently getting a lot of notoriety. So yeah. Uh, Shall we see how we feel about this particular uh, expression? Yeah, we will be right back to let you guys know what we feel about the nosing and tasting. All right, and we're back. (laughs) And we can just go ahead and get in on this. Uh, So what are you you picking up on the nose? I want to preface this first with, uh, this is a very hot product. So this has gotten far more easy to nose uh, the longer it's set out. And by I mean, now it's been probably about 15 minutes. I'd, I'd personally say about 10 to 12, nope. but man, I'm bad. Nope, you are bad with math. <laughs> I am bad with time. Uh, yeah, and like a lot of barrel proof expressions, letting it breathe, letting it air for at least five minutes mm-hmm. will help cut a lot of that harsh ethanol forward notes that you're going to pick up. Yeah. Okay, but with that being said, it has gotten so, so, so delicious on the nose. There is a lot of caramel and just, like, stewed fruits on the nose. It is It is definitely very fruity. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a decent amount of oak in that nose as well. And I dare say a little bit of nutty. Yeah, no, I, Heaven Hill is um, a nutty product. Yeah, it's a roasty nut. Yeah, not a boiled peanut. A nice roasty nut. And that kind of roasty peanut is coming through a little bit on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm picking up on a little bit of that black tea that, yes, that we've been getting a lot lately. like an herbal, herbaceous darkness to it. The grain that I was picking up earlier, I'm no longer picking up yeah, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting any any like dusty grain notes yeah. or, or even any dominant uh, corn or wheat. Yeah, so prior to um, recording, we do take a couple of preliminary notes. And one of the things that we picked up on the initial before we let it air out uh, was just a hot, grainy um, nose. And that's really all I was picking up out the gate. It was a little bit disjointed out the gate, yeah, but, but it's, it evolved. Yeah, it's gotten really, really, really good. 
Okay. Um. Ready to get into the palette? Yeah. Ooh, okay. It is... It's hot. It's hot. Um, the caramel... The caramel is there. It's very sweet. It is a very, very, very sweet product. Were you about to say wine? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe. It's been a long week, okay? <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, the caramel does push through heavily. There is a lot of spiciness to it as well. Yeah. Good um, spicy. The not, peanut... Not, yeah, the peanut... The, the peanut the is peanut. there. So it's caramel, it's peanut. <laughs> it's poppycock. <laughs> or if, if, if we start picking up chocolate, we just call this a Snickers bar. Oh god, yeah. The black tea and the oak are definitely coming through. That almost herbaceous black tea note. Mm -hmm. I can understand why the, the bourbon junkies felt this was a Snickers bar, though. Yeah, yeah, it has a lot of those notes to it. It's yeah. I would say this is a very sweet and almost savory. It's, it's not, the, savory is not necessarily no, no, no. the word, the, but... The peanut is bringing in that, like, slight, that slight savoriness to it. The the kind of salty, Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not like a meaty savory. No, 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 no but uh -huh. just like salty. And the, the caramel is not just like sickeningly sweet caramel. It's like a buttery sweet caramel. Yeah, no, it really and is. And... The, the the tea is is beautiful. The herbaceousness is great. It's really it's really heavy on the palate. It's very very oily. It does stick to everything. It gets that kind of you know your salivaries. The, the finish <laughs> lingers with that barrel influence. It's really impressive. Yeah, and going back for the many many sips that I've had now, it's. Not nearly as tannic as it initially uh, came across as. I don't get that bitterness anymore. No, neither do I. Um, so, sitting on the table right now, E has a dram of just the regular larceny. Yeah, their standard expression. And frankly, it's, it's a little more perfumey, a little more floral. A lot of those darker, uh, richer flavors and notes are just not there. Yeah, and that's, taking a sip of it, that's exactly what it is. It's it's lacking everything deep, rich, and dark that the Barrel Proof has. Yeah, it's, it's very light, it's very fruity, um... It's very thin. Very thin, doesn't really have much of a, a finish. It's far more tannic compared to, yes. to this. Yes. The bitterness is there in that glass. It's surprising that these two are the same thing, just a different proof. Yeah, I I wouldn't think drinking them side by side that they were the same thing. No. Um, I really wish we could have gotten that special uh, limited release that they did last year of the Larceny Barrel Proof, because I've heard that that is, like, mind-blowingly amazing. But, but unfortunately, not everybody even had the opportunity to try that. So. Yeah. And, okay... I don't even want to say this out loud, but for some reason, everything is coming off as cantaloupe to me, and I don't know if my body is just like, eat more cantaloupe, but... <laughs> I think it might be at this point, because I am getting none of I that. I know, I wasn't getting it until literally just like, for like half a second, I was like, cantaloupe, is that you? It's... <laughs> okay, 
Okay, I'm just telling you now. Palette, quit with this phantom cantaloupe bullshit. You're you're getting a lot of cantaloupe. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of of herbal tea. I don't know what's oh going on. Oh my god, on. I'm broken. That's so stupid. No, okay. Everything like ignore the cantaloupe bullshit because it, it doesn't taste like melon. No, no, not at all. Um, this is very. Very rich, very dark, uh, beautiful balance of sweet and I, I, I want to say salty or savory. No, I'm not sure it, which. It's sweet. It's buttery. It's got a little bit of that roastiness, which can account for the kind of saltiness that you're referring to. I mean, if you take the chocolate away and you consider this a Snickers bar without the chocolate and replace that with like some herbaceousness... I mean, yeah, it's like that weird nougat filling yeah. inside of a candy bar. And I would even go as far as to say, keep drinking this and you're going to, it's going to taste like you're drinking a fucking candy bar. Yeah. Like, that, that's it. Um, uh, I will go back and say, though, um, this is a very hot product. It does not drink lower than its proof. No, it doesn't. Um, there are definitely some that we've had that... They are way too friendly and inviting. Mm -hmm. This, I think, is uh, more akin to it lets you know it's there. It's not going to fight you. No. But it's going to make make its presence known. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's, it's not easy to drink if you're not used to the higher proof product. Oh, no. You'll just get hot. But if you do enjoy barrel proof, cask strength, straight from the barrel style products... This is definitely for you. And you have water over there. It's open. Can I do. You, you, put, want, you want uh, a little bit of water? I do want a tiny bit in here. See what that does. I dare say that made it a little bit sweeter. And brought out the more... It brought the peanut out. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. It brought out more of that roasty toastiness. It did. Um, and it did make it a little more friendly. Just a smidge, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess the question then is, is this something that you would get again? Something you would have multiples on the shelf? Or rather, would you have multiples on the shelf? Would you replace it when it's empty? Or would you not replace it when it is gone? I am happy enough with it. And I am a big enough fan of Heaven Hill products that I would definitely maintain at least one on my shelf. I agree. Um... My only stipulation for this particular product, because it is a semi-annual release, um, until they start to be more prevalent on the shelves, buy a second one to have as a backup. And that's exactly what we did. Yes. We do have a second one. And that will stay on our shelf uh, until we decide that it's safe to bring into it. Absolutely. Yeah. Alrighty. Anything else that you want to add? No. It, I'm... No. <laughs> okay, as, as far as a, a cask strength weeded bourbon, or weeder, what are your thoughts on this as a weeder compared to things like Makers or Weller or the like? It's far more complex, and it has more evolution to the palate than any of the other wheat products that I can uh, remember having. I think that's a fair way to put it. Um, to me, this is more of a dark, roasty, toasty um, 
flavor profile versus a lot of the other ones where it's either more really fruity or um, really grain forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's right. Cause some of the, the wheats that we smelled today were grain heavy and good lord, have we had some grain heavy <laughs> wheat bourbons here at home. Uh, and Makers is very, very fruity. Yeah, and, and Weller especially is very Yes, fruity. it is. Um, yeah, I I think out of the the wheat-based bourbons that I know and that I like and mm-hmm. that I can go back to, this is definitely one of my more favorite and complex of the, the batch. Absolutely. This, yeah. is, this is definitely a unique standout compared to a lot of, pretty much any other wheater on the market. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good way to put it. Um... I've, I think I've rambled enough. Yeah, I. it would not be wise for me to keep rambling because my tire is setting in and it just... <laughs> I cannot promise what I will say. And that's okay. <laughs> just, just say you like this. It's a fantastic pour. If you could find it at retail, get it. Yeah, no, that... Yeah, absolutely. I do like this. I think it is really good. And if you can find it for 50... 55 get it i think 60 is a 60 is around the same price as elijah craig barrel proof if you can get it for 60 again get it i would even go as far as to say if you can find it for roughly 70 it would still be worth it if you don't have any bottles yeah, on the I, shelf i don't think i'd spend 100 on it though no god no do not support secondary pricing. Yeah, th- this is a three times a year release product based on the labeling that they're doing with it. Just wait for the next release. It's the very first one right now, so don't let the FOMO get you. Yes, yes. Okay, so with all that being said, please do check me out on Instagram. My username is bourbon underscore and underscore stuff. And if you should choose to support the podcast, do that by uh, donating directly to our channel, by listening to our podcast, or by simply sharing a link. All are helpful and beneficial, and we love you for all of it. Exactly. And remember that all whiskeys are meant to be shared. <laughs>